You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. The L at the end, but just, just the winning in the beginning. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I said last night I was really like, yeah! And I'm like, we'll speak about humility tomorrow, but not tonight! And uh, yeah, three and one feels great uh, for as a record for bags yesterday. But uh, all right, so at this time, I know that was really important for the kids to hear. At this time, the, the kids, you are dismissed to your classes. Uh, so long, farewell, Alvitas and goodbye. You know that reminds me of a song. Huh, I I don't know what song that is. Maybe I should write one. <laughs> All right, let's turn in our Bibles, please, to the book of John, the book of John chapter 4. That's the gospel, the gospel according to John in the fourth chapter. Uh, today, uh, I'll, be, I'll be preaching, obviously, in, in Sunday school this morning and uh, at 11 o'clock, and I want you to know that um, that that is a lot, or it, it, it takes a lot, and uh, I am um, um, I'm not going to use the word stressed, uh, but there is pressure. There is pressure, but uh, I serve an, an Almighty God. I serve a great God, and uh, but but I still you know there's two sides of that coin. I, I still have stress. I still have pressure. Uh, of just, I just feel like uh, there's a lot to preaching, not one, but two uh, sermons. But um, really, the focus today, uh, the main word is worship today. I really want to learn, study, uh, discuss worship this morning. Now, uh, Sunday school, I, I really enjoy Sunday school. And by the way, thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. And that's no knock to nobody that isn't here. But I uh, just want to thank you that pr- for prioritizing uh, Sunday school this morning. So in Sunday school, I want to uh, maybe just take a second to remind you what, what, what that is, Sunday school. Uh, so I want the environment of this 945 service uh, to be like, uh, like a classroom. Or uh, So what, what do you see in a classroom? You can see discussion, uh, note-taking, uh, we can ask questions, and, and, and that's uh, the environment that I would like this morning. And you will see in Sunday school this morning uh, that I have a, a very like set layout of, of Sunday school, and the 11 o'clock will be a lot more about preaching, a lot more about worship, but both is about worship, but 11 o'clock, uh, uh, more about preaching and more about um, you know, uh, the acts of worship. But this this morning at 9.45, I want to uh, do a lot of things. Define, what does that even mean? What does worship mean? I think we have assumptions in our mind of what it does mean, uh, but the Bible is clear of what it means. I want to define it, uh, its importance, uh, a foundation of worship, the benefits of worship, the hindrances of worship, how to worship, and then my conclusion, and then in the next service we'll get into everything else. And uh, hopefully I don't spend all of my knowledge in this service. Just kidding. Just kidding. But uh, let's begin 
uh, as by way of introduction, and I, and I will get to the book of John, let's define, let's define worship. Because uh, worship is a very uh, broad or, or uh, a, a large thing. Uh, I will say this in the next hour, that it is a word that is extremely used. It is used so common, but I would say less common understood. Used, but not always understood. Uh, and a, a question I had for, I had a coworker. I, I, I like to uh, poke my coworker with questions and kind of get him thinking on Bible topics. And I poked him with a question yesterday. Um, what, is, if, if, what is worship? And why would a church say, come and worship with us? Uh, but churches have a different, you know, if, if I go to church A and church B and they're different, but both of them say, come and worship with us. Could you say, is one of them doing it wrong? Is one of them doing it right? You know, that's, that's kind of the question that I wanted to poke uh, my coworker with. But let's define worship. Our word worship, I'll define it this way, and then I'll define it once again uh, in the next service with a different definition. So not to, uh, not to confuse you, but you will understand what I mean. Let's define it this way. Our word worship comes from two words, really. Worth-ship. Worth-ship, which means to attribute worth. Obviously, to attribute worth, you could say, I am going to do my best at this moment to ascribe worth to whomever I am worshiping. I am ascribing, I am putting worth toward this. And, uh, and also another thing to learn, it, it is not always God. <laughs> Obviously in our setting, it is God. Uh, and and that's, we don't need to assume anything else. Uh, but not always is it just God. It is whatever we attribute a lot of worth to. It is what we attribute worth to. And uh, to ascribe worth to, to whatever I am worshiping. It is denoting the worthiness of an individual to receive special honor by that worth. Now, of course, I'm reading somebody else's words because suddenly they got really advanced. But, but uh, once again, it is denoting worthiness, giving worthiness to an individual to receive special honor for that worth, by the worth that they are worthy. You know, and, uh, and once again, I, I wrote, uh, another definition will come at 11 o'clock. Another definition will come uh, that might be a little bit more um, uh, the, the act of worship. That definition will come another time. So uh, the importance of worship. There is an importance of worship. Any child of God that desires a close relationship with God must engage in biblical worship. Any child of God, if you desire your relationship with God, a closeness with God, you must engage, you must have a biblical time of worship. James 4.4 4 says this, Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. James 4.4, 4, Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. That can mean many things. Of, of course in prayer. Of, of course. An, another way is worship. Draw nigh to God. Get close to God in, in a personal relationship with him in worship, and he will draw nigh to you also. We draw nigh to God one of many ways in worship of him. So in, in John, uh, in John where, where we turn, chapter 4, chapter 4, verse 23. John 4, verse 23. The Bible says, The hour cometh, the hour is coming, 
and now is, when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him, must worship him in spirit and in truth. So we're going to learn uh, this morning about worship. That is also the text verse for the next hour. That's the text that we're going to go off of in the next hour is this John 4 uh, in verse 20. So to continue, uh, there's a, a biblical foundation of worship. Now, uh, let me ask uh, some question and answer times. Uh, what are examples in the Bible of worship? Examples in the Bible of worship. And uh, you are allowed to raise your hand. I want to say hello to all of you uh, listening online. And uh, I'm sorry that you cannot hear who is speaking. And I will do my best to repeat what they say. So, um, bi biblical examples of worship. And I want to also give a hint. Not all of them are to God. Okay? Not all of them are to God. Nathan. Singing. Biblical ex example of worship. Singing. Uh, someone else, can you give me what I'm looking for uh, is more of a story, more of a, a place and time, a, a story, a thing. You know what I'm saying? A biblical example, a Bible example of worship, Shane. Where they fed the 5, yes, where they fed the 5,000. Jesus fed the 5,000. Uh, Mom. Aaron made yes, Aaron made a golden calf. And the Israelites worshipped that calf. Danny? Right, Richard? Nebuchadnezzar? Ebenezer. Yes, I raised my Ebenezer where they built the pile of rocks. That's what Brother Richard said. I had three of them. Ralph? Mm -hmm. Ralph said, uh, when Jesus cast out a demon uh, uh, out, of a, out of a guy, the demons fell down and worshipped him. Anyone else? Shane? Where they uh, lowered the guy down through the roof. Mm. They, uh, Shane said, when they lower the, the, uh, their friend from the roof, they opened up the roof and they lowered their friend. And Jesus said, you have great faith. And they healed, they healed, Jesus healed their friend. A trade. That is one that I have uh, in my notes. When Jesus, when Jesus was born, uh, the shepherds, the wise men, uh, both, uh, I, I wasn't correcting you, it was both, uh, came and worshipped. So uh, here's, here's a few that I have. Daniel 3.11. Daniel 3.11. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, that he should be cast in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And verse 12, there are certain Jew Jews of whom has sent over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. These three Hebrew boys... Uh, was not going to worship. Nope, not going to worship uh, Nebuchadnezzar's statue. Continuing, Genesis 22, verse 5. 
Genesis 22:5. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship, and I'll come unto you again. Revelation 4, verse 8 through 11. The last one I have. And the four beasts, and each of them with six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying this, Holy, holy, holy. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, Lord God. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, uh, <coughs> excuse me, I'm picturing this happening. Uh, <coughs> Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And when, those, and when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks unto him that sat upon the throne, who liveth forever and ever. The four and twenty elders fell down before him and sat on the throne and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, um, <coughs> excuse me, Thou art worthy, O God, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure uh, they were created. You know, God commands us to worship him. God commands us um, to worship him. Sorry, God's been doing a work in my heart over worship. God's been changing my heart over these things. Uh, so excuse, um, uh, excuse um, uh, my emotion, please. Uh, excuse me. <coughs> There's the Kleenex. Excuse me. Uh, so let's continue. God's commandment, God commands us to worship him. And that's in, and that's in Exodus. Um, I'm missing the chapter, but I bet you have it. I have verse 3. Yep, there it is. Exodus 20, verse 3. So here were examples of worship in the Bible that we found. But here, here is our commandment. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in earth beneath or that it is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow thyself to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. Jesus teaches us, and, and in his commandments, really, uh, this is the Ten Commandments, um, commands us to worship him. We ought, we ought to be a worshiping people. We ought to be a worshiping people. Jesus teaches us to worship him. And once again, uh, I, I know I'm maybe dancing around, really nailing down what that means, but I'm trying not to repeat myself so much in the next hour, okay? Okay. Uh, so we will get to the next hour. What, what does that even mean? How, and the application, how do I do that? Okay, I, we will get to that. So please, fo please follow along with me. Number three, there are benefits of worship. There, we are commanded to worship. We, we are instructed. The Bible shows us examples, and, and there are benefits of worship. Once again, James 4, 4, draw nigh to God, and I will draw nigh to you. Draw nigh, get closer. When we become closer to God, uh, he will become closer to us. Worship helps us focus on God's characters and attributes. And it gets the focus off of ourselves. Worship. Worship. Okay? Gets our focus off of us. Man, this problem is, is really a big problem. 
man, this issue, my family is an issue. Man, oh, my work has been rough. Man, this life circumstance that I've been going through, people don't know about. Man, my troubles are hard. Let's just pause for, can we pause for 10 minutes and start worshiping God? And when that happens, now come back to your problems. And say, you know what? <laughs> oh my goodness, I can't believe, I can't believe I worried so much after these things. When I remember how great my God is. Am I saying that all of your problems will go away? That's not what I'm saying. Again, it's a perspective. And I, I love, on, uh, on Wednesday, Pastor taught on praise. And man, I was fired up on Wednesday. Brother Ralph, weren't you fired up on Wednesday? Just talking about praising God. It was an excellent sermon. I loved it. And you know, th- that illustration of when we put our problems so close to our face uh, that all we can see is our problems and not the God who, who can fix them all. And, and so then we remove that blinders, those problems from our eyes and put our focus on our Savior. Mm. And then we worship. We worship him. Does all of our problems go away? No, they don't. They're still here. But I'm saying our focus has changed. It went from this, that, and the other, and it went from, to, from that to God. There's benefits of worship. One of the big benefits is it changes our focus out of us and to him. This morning, when we worship together, it's not about you. It's not about you this morning. And I know, uh, look, we come to church with problems. I know. We come to church uh, for, for many a reason. Uh, and to encourage each other, to lift each other up. Man, it's been a difficult week. I feel encouraged when I come to church. But I, I think agenda number one is worship. Agenda uh, to-do list number one is worship. And the thing is, it get, it's getting our focus off of us, our focus off of our problems. It, uh, the benefits of worship... It helps us. It brings healing and restoration. So uh, number, the benefits of worship, number one, helps us focus on God's character. It, gives our, it takes our focus off of us. Uh, number two, it brings healing and restoration. Have you ever been mad at God? Maybe that's an odd statement, uh, but it is something that people experience. Have you ever been mad? Mad at God? What do you do this for? You know, I was an innocent person. And this happened. This happened to me. Through worship, it's hard to worship someone that you're mad at. So, so let's go back. It brings restoration and healing. You say, God, I don't know why you did this. God, I don't. I, I can't answer that question. I'm going to lay that for aside, and I'm just going to worship you. Just going to worship you. I don't know why that... Uh, you gave me my spouse. I don't know why, and, and my family, and just things are, things are tough and bad. But God, I'm going to choose, instead of focusing on my problems, I'm going to choose to worship you instead. Worship can bring healing and restoration to your life. It fosters unity among the believers, the benefits of worship. It fosters unity among the believers. We can worship together. Now, worshiping at home is, is nice, it's nice. It, it, is, oh, it is an intimate and personal time alone with God. 
And, and of course, it's no time where I can be embarrassed because nobody's there to watch. But worshiping together, corporately, as, as an assembly, as a body, an ecclesia, however you'd like to say it, that's wonderful. That, that, is, that, is, that is an excellent thing to do together. Uh, and and I, I thank God once again for, the, for you, you being here this morning. Uh, we are here to worship God together. And, and once again, I'm going to repeat myself for a little bit. I had a fun time last night. We were hanging out with the guys, um, the church men, having a good time. We were laughing. We were had some serious conversation. I learned a lot about people, and I drew closer to them through relationship. And when I worship God, I draw closer to him. I, I, I get closer to him. And once again, but, but now uh, with each other, uh, we can grow closer to each other even through worship. We can worship together. Worshiping alone is, is great. That's, that's wonderful. And worshiping, but worshiping together, and I wrote this down. Maybe it's immature. It's fun. Worshiping together, well, that's fun. That's a, I enjoy doing that. Man, I enjoy when my parents are in the service and I get to worship with them. I enjoy when uh, my family is in the service, meaning uh, my in-laws and, and meaning my wife, and I enjoy worshiping with them. I enjoy meeting God together with people. So uh, let's continue. Let me ask you this. Here's, here's another good question. What are hindrances of worship? Hindrances of worship. So we have benefits of worship, and we've had Bible examples of worship. We're commanded to worship. Uh, what stops us from worshiping? Yes, Nellie? Worry. 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 Man, yep, anxiety, worry. If, if I can add to yours, Miss Nellie said worry. Uh, um, Emily? Selfishness. Selfishness, yes, absolutely. Just, uh, yeah, I have nothing to add to that. Absolutely, selfishness. Ronnie? Things of the world. Things of the world. Things of the world. Uh, it's, well, is it a temptation to change that radio station to something that's going to feed my flesh? Uh, we listen to, I listen to the Menards radio all day. <laughs> and uh, it's not Christian music. <laughs> I'll tell you that. And, uh, man, I know the lyrics of those songs. And I'm like, I can't tell you who sings it. I can't tell you the title of the song. But I can sing along. And, uh, but you know what, what stops our worship? is and not just that music, but worldliness stops us, stops us from worshiping, hindrances, uh, a trade. I was going to say something, but I'll say worshiping, worshiping things other than God. It is easy for me to take the time and say, yes, I'm excited. There's a sports game tonight at this time, and I'm going to be ready at my couch, ready to go. And I have a hard time getting to church on time. Or, or, or it can be it can be anything. It can be it is easy to worship things that are not God. Say it, worship uh, for the love of money is the root of all evil. Worshiping money, Nellie. Anger. Anger. Of course, and and that would even go back to to what I said before: uh, uh, resentment or bitterness toward God. Anger. And once it, you can say this easily, I can't worship 
it's hard to worship and be angry at the same time. It's hard, so, I, so I'm just going to choose anger. You know, what, what stops us from worshiping, Treyu? Doubt, doubt, fear, and disbelief. Look, I know God is there, but I don't know if he can do this. Look, I know God is there, and he sure looks real to Pastor Jesse. He sure looks real to Atreyu. He sure looks real to these people, but for me, hmm, I don't know if this can be done. Look, I'm a different, I'm, I'm a different person than those people. I don't know if this can be done. What stops us from worshiping? Anybody else? Grace. Pride. Pride and self-centeredness. Is, I have three that I wrote down. Pride and self-centeredness. Have we become, this is, this is for the 11 o'clock, have we become too religiously elite to worship? <laughs> and, <coughs> excuse me. Um, uh, excuse me. That, man, that was just as convicting to me as, as anything. Um, how many services have I been to where I thought, I'm, I, no, I'm not going to step forward and pray. I mean, what if somebody looks at me? Mm. Pride and self-centeredness could stop us from worshiping. And I wrote, um, any, anybody else? And I can move on, Dad. Mm-hmm. Not making worship a priority. We have never been more busy than we are today. Man, we are, we are busy people, and especially with kids, especially with kids. And I know I don't have kids, but man, you can put your kids in a million different things, activities and, and campings and outings and sports and, and so on and so on and so on. I just lost the time. I just lost the time. I didn't, and I didn't worship. I wrote unforgiveness and bitterness, pride and self-centeredness, busyness and distraction. Ralph? Ungrateful. Oh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, let let us not become uh, entitled to what we have. But let us be grateful. I am not entitled to my Christianity, my salvation. I, I I do not deserve this. I do not. What, and what stops us from worship, Miss Doria? Guilt. Yeah. Guilt. Miss Doria said, we do not feel forgiven, and we don't think that we are. I have most definitely felt that. Most definitely. Look, there's a, there's a song that I know that it says, what sin and in the verse, you come to God and you say, God, here I am again. And, and I don't feel very forgiven. I, and, and God, uh, you know, it's the same sin again. And God answers you and says, what sin? I cast that as far as the east is from the west already. What, what sin? And, um, uh, excuse me. You know what stops us from worshiping is that feeling of we are not forgiven. And that feeling of sin, guilt. What stop us uh, from bowing the knee and worshiping? So I, I said mine, which, which was, was a lot with what everybody else said. What stops us from worshiping? So uh, I will continue. I will, uh, Ron. Well, I think that's the, the 
Right. Mm-hmm. Amen. Uh, to repeat, I'll do my best. Uh, Ron said, uh, we have not only do ourselves, a self, we don't feel forgiven, but we have an enemy reminding us. Oh, you, do you even know what you did? Do you remember what you did? Hey, that thought, that was extremely wicked. You remember that thought? Yeah. How you can't worship God today, you piece of junk. You can't worship him. What stops us from worshiping is not only ourself, but it is the enemy outside of us. It is the en- or the enemy inside of us in our in our in our brain. Uh, it is our flesh. It is the enemy. How to worship is I believe that's number five. How to worship, and once again we'll get we'll get more into this in the next hour. How to worship with sincerity and authenticity. That goes to John. We're in John chapter four. In verse 20, um, verse 23, 24, God is a spirit, verse 24, sorry, God is a spirit, and they that worship him uh, must worship him in spirit and in truth, with sincerity and authenticity. I'll, I'll get into that another time, but as we're adults in here, I think, I think we know what that means. Sincerity and authenticity. Uh, not for uh, people watching us. If, if, whew, if that is anything pharisaical, it's not for people watching us. Look at how good I am. Uh, did you listen to me pray? And the words I used, whew, I'm pretty holy. Uh, no. In sincerity, authenticity. In spirit, and in truth. With, uh, how do you worship? With a humble and a contrite heart. With a humble and a contrite heart. Psalm 51, verse 17. Psalm 51, 17. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O oh God, thou wilt not despise. And that's another thing that God's been working on me with. And it you know how extremely, extremely scary it is to ask God to say, God, give me a, a broken spirit and a, a broken and contrite heart because you said that you will not despise that. You know what, uh, you know what God, when God sees worship, uh, he sees humility. Not only in, in the, there's two things to worship, and, and again, I'll, I'll get to this, there's two things to worship. There's a physical sense, and there's a spiritual sense. There's a heart. There's something that's going on inside of us, and there's a physical sense of worship. And God says, look, the sacrifice is one of those things. How To draw nigh to me, and I'll draw nigh to you. One of those things to get closer to me uh, is, a, is a broken heart, a humble and contrite heart. How do you worship God? It's not about you. It's not about your problems, and it's not about your needs. Yes, we have needs. I, yes, and I do. I have needs. Uh, but this morning, I even stopped myself. I was praying this morning by myself, and I said, God, and, and here's what I need. And I stopped and said, no, wait, God. I was just going to worship you this morning. Sorry. I apologized. I said, no, wait, God. I was just going to worship you. That's uh, Sorry. That's what I came in prayer for. So, 
uh, to continue with a humble and contrite heart. And the last one, how do you worship with all of our being? With all of our being, Matthew 22, 37. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. With everything that you are, I am to love God. You know, how do you worship God? Uh, by loving him. And I, I reminded the, the, I taught a, a class, a lesson in, in FCA, that's in the public high school in, in Elk Point. I reminded them of something, of um, I am not coming to church uh, to, to gain favor with God. Uh, I'm not coming to church for God to love me more, uh, but flip it around. I'm coming to church because I love God. Matthew twenty two thirty seven. I'm coming to worship God because I love him with all of my heart, with all of my soul, and with, with all of my mind, with everything I am, all that is within me. I'm coming to God and to worship him because I love him. And he is so deserving. He is so, so deserving. So, uh, in conclusion, I want to encourage you to make worship a priority in your life. It is, it, it is something that we must prioritize as Christians, as, as, as people. And this can be... Uh, look, this can be funny, but if, if you run out of time, I've ran out of time to worship. I need to get to bed. I've, I've done this and that. <laughs> schedule, you might have to schedule a time. Put it in your schedule. Put it in your habits. Put, you know, at, and make, make a time so that when you remember, all right, every time I do this, every time I brush my teeth, I'm not going to ask things of God. I'm going to worship him. Every time I, I, I'm in the shower, by the way, I preach the best sermon, sermons. Sermons. I preach the best sermons in the shower. All of the shampoo and conditioners get saved every time. I do. I do. Next, hey, when I'm in the shower, I'm going to designate a time, a regular habitual time, to worship God because I love him because he deserves it and whatever that is to you my drive to work is 30 minutes long it used to be it's it's not for me my drive to work to the farm used to be 30 minutes long an hour round trip this week when I drive to work uh, you know I'm not going to pray and ask for things I'm just going to worship God today I'm just going to I'm just going to come to him and worship. Hmm. You know how that's going to change you? I can't, I can't just explain it. You'll have to experience it. It will change you. It will change your attitude. It will change your outlook. <laughs> I, 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 not only your outlook on life, but your outlook, your outlook on the day. You know, man, you woke up on the bed, wrong side of the bed. But what happens if we start our day with worshiping? <laughs> We're not, you know, not going to be hard to be angry, hard to be cranky if you're just if you started off worshiping. I want to encourage you, <clears throat> make a worship, make worship a priority in your life.
What else can that also mean? Uh, prioritizing church. It's easy for me to say because <laughs> uh, because I am where I am. But prioritizing church is another way that we prioritize worship. God, I love you because I love you. I'm going to sacrifice a couple hours on a Sunday morning to worship you. To worship. I want to remind you the power of worship. There is power to worship and transform us and draw us closer to God. It will change us. The power of worship transforms us and draws us closer to God. Draw nigh to me and I'll draw nigh to you. I'll say this in the next hour, but that is available to everybody. It is not available just to me, just to the religious elite. Well, I haven't, been, I haven't known God long. I don't know all the exact words to say. Draw nigh to God. He will draw nigh to you. Well, I don't know if that really works with draw nigh to God, and he'll draw nigh to you. My upbringing, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. And look, I can repeat that again and again. But again, it is something that you have to apply. It is not something that Ryan has to, I mean, I do apply it. I can't apply it for you. It's something that you must apply. There is power and it will transform us. And how we draw closer to God in our worship. It will, it will change you. You will be a changed person. And lastly, I want to call to action to worship God with all of our being. With all of who we are. Just like that verse said. With everything that is in me, in my mind, in my body. I, I am here. I am come for this purpose this morning. I'm here to worship. Here to worship God. With all thy heart, thy soul, and thy mind. Thank you, Nathan. I'm here to worship God. That is everything I have for the Sunday school hour. And I am a little bit early, finishing early. Um, are there any questions, statements, comments, Richard? In every step I take, I'm going to worship and choose to worship. An attitude of worship, a heart of worship, uh, I'm going to choose to